Okay, welcome back, guys, to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. St. John's is on the board in the Big East. First win against Georgetown, moving to 6-4 and four overall, 1-3 and three in the Big East. And I just want to say, before I get started, that I am honored and privileged to represent all of you, all you ladies and gentlemen, fine Red Storm fans, as the president of the Greg Williams Fan Club, and it feels good. Damn, did he play good. Just when we needed him to step up, he did, and then we cruised to a nice win. But we'll get back to that later. 94-83, to 83, we win. Um, a game we controlled from the most part, for the most part from start to finish. I missed the first two minutes of the game because of the whole, you know, Seton Hall-Providence game going in overtime. I didn't move it over to Fox Sports 2 early enough, so it was 8-2 to two when I first saw it. Saw that Georgetown hit a couple threes. I don't know if they were open, if they were good looks or whatnot, but... Soon after that, St. John's took control, was up by as much as 13 points in the first half, ended up going into halftime with a 49-41 lead in the first half. Some things that really stood out um, are, you know, our pseudo big three or or our three-headed attack on offense of Champagny, Williams, and Cole had a good first half, 34 points combined. Um, and they were aggressive getting shots. Uh, Cole early on, especially, taking us out of that 8-2 hole. Um, he had 10 points early on. Greg was just solid in the first half, and pa- and um, Champagny as well, just doing what he usually does, picking his spots, uh, catch-and-shoot jump shots. I thought, you know, in basketball, it's easy to say, and uh, I'm going to be you know guilty of doing this right now, it's easy to say things look good when shots are going in. Okay, It's a make-or-miss game. And in the first half, shots were going in. So, of course, the offense looks better. But I really do believe we had a more uh, concerted effort, a purposeful effort with the basketball, making decisions. We were catching it and making, uh, you know, scoring decisions or playmaking decisions quickly, not waiting for the defense to allow us to do that or not waiting to see what was given to us. We were catching and attacking and moving the ball with purpose, side to side. And on defense, I thought we had a much more – uh, concerted effort of sealing off the middle on our pick and roll defense up top. Really, really hedging hard and then rotating over to, to take away the dump down to the big roll to the basket. And in the first half, we were doing a good job of controlling that. I mean, we did give up 41 points, so it's not like we played an amazing defensive half, but the uh, pace was really in our favor. And I thought we did a much better job keeping the ball in front of us and making them work on defense. Uh, 41 points is not great, but uh, they had to earn it, and we we forced them to play the game we wanted to play, as opposed to us playing the game that most of our opponents wanted us to play uh, so far in the Big East. Um, we did gamble a little bit too much, going for steals deep in the backcourt, which cost us. They got some easy uh, break points, um, but that's the style we play, and we just got to hope that that gets better and we can pick our spots better, and those gambles we do take lead to... Uh, greater dividends and you know less uh, op- opposition uh, easy baskets, but there's going to be those from time to time. Um, Greg was so confident you could see it growing. Him being excited to shoot is a dangerous thing for other teams. For the most part, he is willing to take shots when he's open, and he, once he gets going, you can you can see the confidence grow. But it's starting to look like he's excited to shoot. He's excited to catch the ball and look to score, and he's so capable doing things that one move in the second half where we split the 
the defenders in around the the elbow and then finished on the left side of the rim. Um, he's got great body control when he is aggressive going to the basket. He's got room to shoot. He can really just bury shots. Uh, and that's in the second half when Georgetown made a little run to start the start the second half. They went on an 8-0 run, cut the lead to two points. We had a sloppy kind of discombobulated possession, and then Greg bailed us out, uh, hitting a three in the corner as the shot clock winded down, getting the lead back up to five, and then from there we never looked back. In the second half, uh, with about 14 minutes left, Champagne came out uh, for his first rest in the second half. We had a seven-point lead, and I made note of it. I wanted to see how we were going to do. Erlington came in for him, and we had a seven-point lead, and we actually pushed that up to twenty or to 17 points. So the team was able to not only sustain the success, but to push that lead up, and the bench really did a good job tonight. They had uh, 20 points off the bench for the team, five assists, 11 rebounds, only two turnovers. So the bench had some serious contributions. Uh, Wusu was a little bit out of control in the second half. He doesn't get much help from the refs being such a big guy. It's, he doesn't get the benefit of the bumps on one end, and when he makes contact on the other end, he, he gets a quick whistle, but he's got to be a little bit more under control. Um, Erlington, I thought, gave us solid minutes, strong on the boards. Uh, was only two for six. It's his shot selection. We, we know the deal there. That one shot at the end of the first half, not a good look at all. We got we kind of got bailed out there. Moore had a couple really good moments. Hit a, hit his first two shots in the first half, a baseline jump shot and a top of the three key. Top of, three, top of the three key, he was set. He was open. He gave himself a second to get settled in. He didn't rush it, and it went in. The corner three he took, uh, that was an air ball, you know, it's a rush shot. You could see he wanted to shoot it before he caught it. Um, but he did have some really good moments. The oop in the second half, the and one drive on the face up on the in the short corner was just beautiful. If he can bring that to his game, get some mid post opportunities, and be you know effective taking his time and getting good looks, that's a threat that we could really look to exploit. Um, but him and Erlington off the bench and Dunn off the bench, I really like. I like that lineup starting Toro, letting him kind of bring a a, a solid. You know, a solid body in the paint to settle us into the game, not make him, not have him feel forced to make an impact coming off the bench, and it kind of settles our our balances, our rotation a little bit better. I think more Erlington and Dunn off the bench give us spark, energy, scoring, and then Champagny, Cole, Williams, those three at the two, three, four in the starting lineup can just get the game going offensively. Uh, Posh Alexander is a ball of energy. In the second half, during that stretch when Champagny was out, he kind of sparked a huge 9-2 run with some energetic defensive plays, getting some steals, uh, an alley-oop pass to Moore, a, a drive and finish himself, and was just all over the place. Got to the basket, finishes, finished some his own uh, for the game. He had 10 points. He was 4 for 9 from the field, 3 assists, 3 steals, did have 3 turnovers, but um, he has yet to show me any signs of slowing down throughout a game. And he only knows one speed. That's full speed. There's some greatness to that. He's just got to learn to pull down, you know, pull back a little bit on uh, certain occasions and slow down and, and pick his spots. Uh, towards the end of the game, and we had you know a 10 plus point lead the last five minutes of the game. I wanted to just see that happen. I wanted to see him slow down, have purpose, run some sets. You know, 15 seconds on the shot clock, take the ball top of the key, and get us a good look whether that be pick and roll or getting it to someone else and getting through the lane and then just getting us a good look each time down the court instead of passing, dribbling, killing the clock, and then hoping we get a good look or bailed out with a foul call. But 
we were able to keep the lead above 10 points for the most part that uh, final stretch down the last five minutes. I don't think Georgetown cut it any closer than 10 points within the last five minutes. Maybe I'm wrong there. Um, it didn't look perfect by any means, the way we closed the game out, but getting better. Georgetown's not a great team, but we are, um, I, th I think, definitely more talented than them, definitely more talented than what we showed against them in the first game. We should have two wins again against them and be at least 2-2 two and two in the Big East. That hurts, but you pick up your first win. You get some confidence going in over the Christmas break. Um, I don't even know who we play next with all this, the changes in the schedule. I know the Villanova game got moved, um, so I'm not positive. I could find out, though, right now. Anyway, um, for the game, we shot 48% from the field as a team to Georgetown's 44%. We shot 45% from three to Georgetown's 39%. And we shot 81% from the line uh, we, to Georgetown's 73%. So we out, outshot them in all three layers. Uh, we were 13 for 29 from three. It's a really good number. It's not a number we can keep up. But, um, overall, you know, when we had Champagny and Williams and Cole hitting some threes, you had Moore and Erlington each hit one. Um, it's going to be a good night from three. And uh, I don't think out-shooting teams is our recipe for success, but on games where we do have it going on different layers from different players, nice little armor, um, we can be a really dangerous team. So we play Paul on the 2nd of January. As of now, that's our next game. So as DePaul even has yet to play. So freaking DePaul is undefeated on the season, guys. Um, we'll see if that game happens. Um, a couple of the notes, we got out-rebounded. That's the only thing that Georgetown really had the edge in tonight, 38-35, to 35, something crazy. But they had the edge in rebounding. Um, we had 19 assists to their 14 assists. We had 8 steals to their 5 steals. And maybe surprisingly, uh, the most surprising stat, 7 blocks to their 3 blocks. Last game, their big man had 9 blocks in the game. That's the most ga most blocks in a single game this year by a Division One player. Tonight... They only had three as a whole team to our seven, so um, wouldn't have guessed that going into the game. Uh, we'll just player lines. Champagny, awesome, solid game. Uh, 20 points, nine rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks, six of 12 from the free, from the field, four for eight from the line, four for eight from the three-point line, I'm sorry, and four for four from the free-throw line. So a solid all-around game. Again, hitting that 20-point mark, um, which has been pretty consistent. Cole, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 5 for 11 from the field, 3 for 8 from 3-point line. A uh, little quiet second half, but like I said in that first half, we needed to get right back into the game early. He was that he was the supplier of those points. Posh, 10 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals. Like I said, a great uh, second half energy-wise, really sparking uh, what we needed to Pushed that lead up to what it was in coast of the victory, and then the MVP of the game, Greg Williams. 26 points, three rebounds, one assist, two blocks. Didn't have a steal. I thought I saw one. Maybe I didn't. Four fouls. Uh, he does have, you know, a propensity to have a couple questionable fouls so far this year. Um, but seven to 12 from the field, four for six from three, and eight for 11 from the free throw line. So an all around just stud performance. He is uh, shooting. Really good percentages on the year. It's you know it's easy to see why because he doesn't take bad shots and he's a quality shooter. So you put that together and it's going to be a good percentage. I would take a little lower percentage if he was more aggressive. I I would happily uh, take that trade off. Um, but he's starting to realize it. The team's starting to realize it. And it to me, it, and this might sound I don't I don't know how this is going to come out, come out right now. But Champagny and Greg 
to me are starting to remind me a little bit of DJ in Paris, if you guys can remember, um, their sophomore year. Before we got Hardy and Brownlee added to the mix of the roster, uh, they both had and loved those guys to death and great players. And um, that one year when they were the sophomores on the team, Paris averaged over 14 points a game. Uh, DJ, I think, averaged over 15 points a game, our first and second leading scorers. And we weren't a great team, but we battled. And uh, as the team added talent, you know, their senior year, when we had that really good team, Coach Lavin's first season, Paris only averaged uh, over, a little over seven points a game. So he went from averaging over 14 points as a sophomore to averaging over uh, seven as a senior on a better team. Now, I don't think that's going to happen with Greg and Champagny. And then we saw DJ go from being the leading scorer to being the third leading scorer on that team behind Hardy and Brownlee. But my point being, we're seeing Greg and Champagny really – uh, start to step up and solidify themselves as the one and two scoring options on this team. Now, we're not going to be a great team this year. I think we can compete, and I think we can still, you know, inch closer and closer to being a potential bubble team if we uh, get better and sure up some things defensively. But um, as the team progresses, and I think we might not have the same ability to add talent, like we offensive talent um, with this next class, like we saw with Hardy and Brownlee, um, but with Cole and Moore, their offensive abilities might continue to grow at a, at a higher pace as they get more acclimated to the system and the physicality of Division One basketball. So we could see those guys kind of step into greater offensive roles and supplement Champagny and Williams, who might not naturally be uh, ones and twos on a great, you know, a, a really good basketball team. They're going to be the one and two on this team, um, but that's out of necessity, and it's not to diminish their skills. I just think uh, if we had a little bit more offensive talent, if they were the two and the three um, with a, a guy who's geared to score more, um, then their games would flourish and our team would be much better. Um, I do think that you know, Coach Anderson can get that done. I think he can create that team and uh, develop that team at St. John's. I am a Still a, a firm believer in his ability to win here, and I uh, am fully in his corner. Doesn't mean that he is infallible, and we can't question some decisions, and that he doesn't make mistakes. Um, that's obvious. And if you are a basketball fan, you know that no coach is unquestioned. No coach doesn't make mistakes. So that's to be expected. Anyway, it's it's great to get this first win in the Big East season. Want to know headed in the holidays. Going to have a little bit of break now, I guess. Maybe I'll come in with a uh, a deep dive sometime between now and our next game, looking at just the, the team as a whole and where we go from here. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast, guys. Follow me on Twitter, um, the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. I appreciate you guys listening, and let's go St. John's. We are.